for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. We want to thank Home Instead, our sponsor for this episode. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Now, I am so excited to have Whitney Patterson on the show. Whitney, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Whitney Patterson is the Development Director of Discovery Science Place. So she is an expert on a lot of stuff, and most of that, or some of it, I gave a hint of in an episode that I think we're going to call Raising Creative Kids, Giving Them a Childhood Filled with Wonder. And I think we're going to call this one Raising Creative Kids, Giving Them a Childhood Filled with Scientific Discovery. But we're going to focus this hour, I mean half hour, on Whitney's wisdom that she has gained and I'm not even going to go over your resume again. Just look, go find that other podcast if you want to know of her more of her background. Whitney, you've, you've just made a career out of bringing people together and uniting different nonprofits in this community. And one of the amazing things that you and Chris Razor, your partner in crime over there at the Science Museum, one thing y'all have done together is brought in the school districts from around our region, which how often do school districts do things together very well? And you've also, <laughs> I mean, that, that's probably rude of me to say, I know they want to, but sometimes it's just hard to get everything done. Mm-hmm. And y'all make it easy for them to do things together, which I really appreciate because I'd like to see more of that. And then also mm-hmm. you brought UT Tyler into this picture for the kit. So they are, what I think is so remarkable is UT Tyler is, is helping you create this beautiful learning facility for younger kids. And basically they can start, UT Tyler can start influencing students at when they're toddlers long before they ever Mm -hmm. get to college because of the way they have partnered up with you guys. And you're doing all this stuff to do STEM, uh, encourage kids to go for the science, technology, what is E, engineering? Engineering and math. Mm-hmm. Math. You've, you've done tons of stuff around that, and some of it specifically for girls to help girls yes. catch up. So y'all are just doing amazing stuff. I was there not long ago with my grandson to see that amazing dinosaur collection. Yes. 
My three-year-old grandson, our special date we did together, and I will tell you, for a three-year-old, the dinosaurs were so real. He thought they were real at first. (laughs) It kind of scared him. He did not know if Grammy was making a bad choice to take him in to see those dinosaurs. (laughs) It was so cute. His favorite thing was the big puzzle pieces, you know, because he could get his hands on those. It's like a giant puzzle, and he could... I mean, it was like bigger than any blocks he'd ever played with. And he could put the different tails and create his own dinosaur. So that was bright colors and hands-on. And it was not so real that it it was not scary for him to do that. (laughs) (laughs) The others, I was like, are you sure you don't want to touch them? And he liked moving, manipulating the robots, you know. But he wasn't sure about getting any closer. Because even with him controlling them, he was like, he wasn't sure if they were real or not. (laughs) (laughs) What fun. I love that. All right. So talk to me a little bit. What if you're a young mom and you're looking for ways to encourage science and math and engineering and technology and your creative kids? Tell me Mm -hmm. a little bit about how that works. And then I want to talk a little bit about how as a community we we've done this. We've just been able to bring all these pieces together and create this really great learning environment. Okay. Well, um, this is very interesting to me. I, I don't, I don't really have a science background, but I, or I didn't think I did right until I started right. working at, at Discovery Science Place. Um, but really, everybody has some sort of a science background. Science is in everything we do, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's so important when you're trying to encourage your kids to learn more about a specific thing is to find that in everyday life, um, and that's one of the things that a museum can really inspire. Uh, You can also find, you know, other outlets for that, but I would, of course, encourage young moms to seek out anything hands-on, interactive, that teaches in a way that is memorable. And that's really what we strive to do at Discovery Science Place. I think one of the reasons my parents loved Discovery Science Place so much, they, they got hooked really early in the process Mm -hmm. and one reason is they felt that they were two scientists a geologist and a medical doctor and they raised three kids that did not go into the sciences now my my brother was in technology before we knew that that was a science (laughs) (laughs) he was doing computer program and none of us knew what it was you know but so that Uh turned out to be one of the stem uh, uh, you know what do you call those initiatives? Yeah. Initiatives. Okay. So he, he did turn out to, I mean, mom and dad later realized they had actually raised a scientist sort of because he's a technology, the computer programmer. But for them, one reason they wanted to do, to be involved at discovery science place is they really loved the idea that, my dad, it hurt my dad's feelings that people would think science was boring. You know, he, mm-hmm. he just couldn't imagine that anybody wouldn't get how awesome science is. And my mother too. Yeah. So for them to to believe that in, in our region, our neighborhoods, that there would be kids that wouldn't understand that everything they touch was related to science. Yes. I mean, that yeah. mom and dad just grieved about that. And so that was one reason they loved the, the museum so much is they wanted little kids to just embrace that excitement and, and get get excited about learning new things about science. So. For mom and dad, it's just a pleasure to share science with young people. 
And they really wanted yes. that to become an, an integrated part of our community so that people would be, you know, we'd be raising a generation of people that got excited, excited about science and innovations and creating. I remember for a while they did, um, maybe y'all are still doing this. Are you still doing the inventors? I think you still are. Are you still encouraging? Well, we have inventions? the, um, we have the Maker Fair. It's our annual yes. event all about making and creating and inventing. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that. It's an that. amazing event. Yeah. I've, I've heard uh, that. And it's we, we've, inc- it. we've incorporated that theme into our some of our summer camps and uh, some yes. of our Saturday programming. Because if you can get a kid to make something with their own two hands and then learn the principles behind it, that I mean, what's more memorable than that for them? So it's really cool to see. I always tell my kids, there's nothing that's hard to learn, but there's a lot of stuff that's not familiar. And once you get familiar with it, then you can build on that information and it becomes fun. It's no longer difficult at all. But Mm -hmm. at first, when it's unfamiliar, it seems very hard. But then once you get any kind of familiarity with any subject, it becomes interesting. And and I so I really love the way y'all make it fun to play and learn. And then they get familiar and they don't even know they already have the vocabulary to understand science. Right. I mean, how great is that? Mm-hmm. They skip that whole yeah, stage where it seems goal. hard. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, tell me what, what would you dream about for the future when it comes to all these wonderful collaborations? with UT Tyler, Tyler Independent School District, some of the other dis- school districts. I know y'all have traveled well beyond the city limits to yes. many of the neighboring communities. Yeah, well, one thing that, you know, you talked about our partnership with UT Tyler, and that has been, uh, that initially kicked off back in 2012. Um, it was formalized in 2014, and that's around when I came on board. And um, it has really flourished. Uh, it has provided so many different things for the museum, you know, that, that a university can offer, um, experts in all of these fields and um, college kids who are currently studying in these fields who work oh, so cool. our museum floor and teach our summer camps. And, you know, these kids look up to them. Um, it's, it's so many different things. And I think, um, a lot of times nonprofits are afraid to collaborate and partner because they have worked so hard for what they have and they don't want to lose it. But if you can do it in a way that is uh, a win-win, you know, which is totally possible, and then the community benefits. Um, With the school districts, we really have tried, we've tried everything to get more field trips here. Uh But with public schools, it's really hard sometimes, especially yeah. for our Title I schools, um, for lots of different reasons, uh, not just funding, lots of different logistical reasons. And so now we have several outreach programs that go out to the schools, and that's been really successful um, because it, it provides the kids a fun, hands-on outlet that's a mini version of what they get if they were to come to the museum, but it's in their school, piggybacked onto what they're learning in the classroom. I just love um, that. Then, I, I love the way y'all do yeah. that. I'm and so we're proud trying to of you. expand that and and grow that and um and I'm that would be my goal is to grow that exponentially, but also to to work even more with our local school districts. Um, 
I know for a fact that there are families a mile down the road in North Tyler who have never stepped foot in this museum, and that makes me very sad. You know what? I was... We're going to go to break, but when we come back, I want to talk about that some more. That is a common problem. Okay. It's not just at Discovery Science Place. All the museums right. have that same issue, and there are some really creative things that are happening to remedy that, but but that is a that's an opportunity lost for families. So I'm really glad you brought that up. We'll come back and talk about that in just a minute. Don't forget, discoveryscienceplace.org. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Okay, you can find more there or at Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F-V-E dot com. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door. And the next house over is a grocery store. Are you a dynamic woman? Sandra Beck and Linda Crater host Dynamic Women Talk Radio, bringing lively weekly shows in a roundtable format with influential guests from around the globe. This amazing tribe of diverse and accomplished women share their candid views on topics such as reputation, handling rejection, loyalty, what is sexy, overthinking, blended families, and much more. Discussions are joyful with freedom to address topics from various perspectives with candor, respect, and no judgment. These are the conversations you wish you could have with all your family and friends. Dynamic women have lived their lives boldly with unexpected and sometimes undesired turns in the road of life. Yet detours and bumps bring opportunity, personal growth, more authenticity, and a fresh outlook. Join our welcoming tribe of dynamic women each Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, also on iTunes, and more information at dynamicwomentalkradio.com. Celebrating vibrant, charismatic women everywhere. the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, 
Hey, welcome back. We're talking to Whitney Patterson, and she's just been inspiring me on so many levels from how to raise kids that are really curious and want to know things about science, and then also how to get the whole community and the culture around us involved in providing that for our kids and for the next generation. So, Whitney, I know on discoveryscienceplace.org, you have the mission, vision, and value statement, but one of those really caught my eye for today, part of it. So I want people to know, my my sweet listeners, if you want to go look these up, they're worth reading. But one piece of it really caught me for our discussion today, and that was the part that said you value discovery science place values education we believe that education is an investment in our local regional national and global communities and i would say it's an investment in our culture so talk to me a little bit about that i know you get it yes and i think this is something that has rung true since the founding of the museum just the thought that inspiring um a whole generation of learners is key to the future. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so important. Uh, I think it was in the other podcast that you talked about inspiring our kids to um, be innovators. And yes. that's part of it too. So that you is know, very important to me and to us. Well, here's an example. You know, at one point I, I was raising kids. I was doing public school, private school, homeschool, whatever it took to get them educated. We just love education at our house. And somebody was complaining about how bad the education system was. And I thought, well, that may be true, but right this minute, my brother is over in India introducing all the infrastructure and the programming so they can have cell phones. This was, you know, 20 or 30 mm-hmm. years ago. And I thought right then, like I think I shared, we we didn't even know that programming a computer was technology. That's how far back it goes for us. <laughs> but even then, I thought, as long as America, as long as we're so innovative, we will be able to provide blessings to other parts of the world that they really need. And so that is a good thing for us and on so many levels. It just gives us so much confidence and security economically in other ways. And anyway, so I'm a big believer in uh, how education and especially educating the next generation really helps the culture at large. So one of the things that y'all have done is you've taken these little pods, I call them, but it's like a little truck of science and fun to the different I mean I mean maybe I'm not doing it justice I know Chris has worked really hard on this too but you've taken them into the different schools throughout our region not just locally but you you'll go pretty far with those and you call it a bus or a truck uh it's a truck it's a box truck and the program is called science safari and this is something Mm -hmm. that could not happen without being a partner of UT Tyler really um, and so it's it has little mini versions of some of our exhibits. That's so um, cool. It goes to different schools set up in a gymnasium or a common area, and we can run 100 kids through it throughout the day. Um, and we just get so much positive feedback from teachers and kids themselves, and they're just so excited. 
Well, one of the one of the things we discovered in art class at, at Tyler Junior College, which we love their art department, is we were painting next to kids who had easels right next to ours who had never walked a str- across the street to go into the art museum because they didn't have mm-hmm. that frame of reference in the family they grew up in. I mean, the resource was right across the street. Yeah. So the challenge for many of those professors was to just get their art students into a museum or their history students. So I know that's a constant challenge for everybody. One thing I do know is when you go into Discovery Science Place, it's like a whole little community. And I I love the community display because in it, you see the grocery store with all the food items. Of course, my three-year-old can't wait to go in there and play and the two-year-old grandchildren. Mm -hmm. But I love it that Berkshire sponsors that because, and there's a bank and there's a courthouse and there's a pet, a veterinarian and all the little stuffed animals to in the doctor stuff. So you can check their pulse at the, I don't know, the heart rate of the dogs, I guess. (laughs) I, I don't know, but my, my grandkids go crazy there. They just love it. And, and I do too. And I, I'm always reminded of how grateful we are in this community to have such wonderful sponsors. Yes, this community is incredibly giving. Um, you know, I'm really involved with uh, the Association of Fundraising Professionals chapter here in East Texas, and mm-hmm. it it's just blows me away how um, how philanthropic our community is. Well, I love that. And we see and, that here too. And I know that uh, I know that means we get to have a science museum because, as much as I appreciate and love the collaboration between the school district and the colleges and the museum, I also know you can't. I mean, that that museum is paid for by neighbors, really people who love who love our community and want to give. So I didn't want to miss a chance to mention that. I I know that was confusing for yeah. me. One of the problems with collaborating i think one reason nonprofits are a little skittish about that is it can change the way people perceive where you're getting your funding so i did i didn't want to mislead anyone i want to be sure i mentioned that that your funding is still coming from donations and yet you are partnering and so what's beautiful about that is you're not overlapping so if ut wants to do it and you want to do it y'all can do it together and it saves both entities money and and is a benefit Mm -hmm. for both so right. what? Yeah, that, we are very, um, very much a community-supported museum by so many different entities, but also by individual donors and our corporate, our corporate uh, partners, for sure. I love that. Well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to mislead anybody into thinking, thinking that you might be some subdivision of, you know, one of the <laughs> local colleges or, you know, the school district or whatever. No, I mean you stand alone, right. but you're you're so good at bringing people together to accomplish bigger goals. I love that. I I think for anybody that's listening that may be in another community, I really want to say y'all are a prime example of how that can happen in a good way. And so if you're in another community and you're fearful about trying something that is collaborative, I want to encourage you to step out. And just mention, you can always call Discovery Science Place and, and ask Whitney for advice. <laughs> and you're like, I mean, I'm just throwing that out there for sure, you, <laughs> so, You are an expert, so uh, if you get too many oh. calls, you can send them to me and I'll try to find someone else to field your call, all your phone calls. I don't think you'll get swamped <laughs> calls. But uh, anyway, I just thought that was funny. 
you are an expert, so there you go. Uh, but y'all do it so well. I want to I want to thank you for that. As a person who is a somebody that likes to give in the community. I, I really do love it when our nonprofits are efficient and careful with the money yeah. they, they spend because we worked really hard for it. So yes, uh, for sure. When, when we share it with the community, we want it to go pretty far. So I'm always grateful when I see our nonprofits in this area being so careful with the money that's been donated. That always makes me happy. Well, I want to make sure that I give you a chance to cover anything that I might have missed. Is there anything on your mind that you really would love to shout out there? Um, you know, you mentioned getting girls more involved in STEM yeah. uh, in science, technology, engineering, and math. And that's something that I've been really focused on the last couple of years. Um, we started a program called STEM Like a Girl, and we've had it for two years now. It's in the spring, and this next spring, we're really going to expand it, but it is the neatest program. Um, it has been, well, the past two years, it's really just been aimed toward middle school age girls, uh-huh. and we bring in STEM professionals from East Texas who are female, and they mm-hmm. teach very hands-on interactive workshops uh, with the girls, um, and it has just been awesome. Uh, we've had a waiting list every year. And just so much positive feedback. And it's very cool to watch these middle-aged girls see a woman in front of them who is in a career that they could do one day. And, you know, it's just, it's very impactful. And it's something I want to expand even more. That is Um, so cool. I love it. Um, I really love that. You know, girls start off interested in STEM uh, and, and studies show that by about the seventh or eighth grade, they, they're really more prone to drop away from it. But if you can get them into it and interested enough, they'll stick, you know, to stick with it into high school, then they're more, um, they're more, you know, likely to stick with it. I love that. So, and I think there's something about that whole idea of mentoring. You know, when we talked earlier yeah. about your story, you you have such a beautiful, positive story, such a rare thing. I mean, I hear people's stories all the time, and to have three generations of joyful, wholesome, wholehearted women in a family where there was no big crisis along the way that that's pretty amazing. But and so I do, I do think it's important for us to remember that for those of us or those people who didn't have that advantage, you can always find people willing to mentor. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. The, the older women I know and love, many of them are widows. Many of them are my very closest friends. They love to mentor because they have time yeah. for it. It fills a need in their life as well. So, and you mentioned church earlier. That's another place. If you feel that you're raising your children and you really would like to have an older woman to turn to that you could find who would be trustworthy. I would suggest starting at church and looking for somebody who's widowed, who has a family that loves her and, and has something mm-hmm. to offer. And so I just throw that out there. Cause I know it can be discouraging when you hear people talk about a family life like yours, Whitney, I'm, I'm so grateful to your mom and her mother and your other grandmother that they raised you so well, cause we're all benefiting now. So thank you for You'll have to thank her and hug her when you see her for me. I wish I wish we could talk all day. I love talking to you. We have about a minute. I'm going to say goodbye to you, I guess. I hate to, but I guess I have to. Thank you for sharing everything you have today, all the 
the other episode you did with me about your childhood and about what it looks like when you have a wondrous childhood and then sharing some of the things professionally that you've learned about inspiring girls to have an interest in STEM and also how to collaborate with other entities in a region to bring the really very best out for the community. All of that is so good. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I want you to been fun. Oh, yeah. I want you to, my listeners, to know you can find more at kathycrafty.com. Oh, no. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Got in peace.